Welcome back to another episode of the Rally Cap Podcast with no S. No S. No S. There's no S. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Deviate Existence Lifestyle Brand. Built by professional players, made for those chasing a dream. Go follow at DV, the number 8X, on Instagram and grab some Deviate Existence gear. Use the discount code, because guess what? We have we a discount have code. We have a discount code. Tell Use them the what dis- it is. The discount code is the RallyCap15. That's T H E R A L L Y C A P, the number one and the number five. Use that code at checkout for 15% off your order. That's right. You it's- want some cool gear? We got the hats on right now. We got our cups. They're keeping things cold all day long. Hats are comfy. They look really good. I mean, I'm just digging this gear. Like it's it's such a soft clothing material. Soft clothing material. It's just something you could wear to bed. White shirts, borderline see through. Get it for your girlfriend. Get it for your girl. Get it for any type of girl. But not the big ones. Get it nonetheless. Slumpbusters. And use the rally cap one five to get it. It's awesome. Wear the gear now. Who we got today, Gage? Today we have the Joey Mundy. He. uh as a freshman, was at Vanderbilt, um, reigning national championships of the yeah 2019 I believe so. college baseball World Series. I believe that's how it where went. Gage was with FSU, but did not was make it there. very far. Was there, unlike a lot of people, but not about me. This is about Joey Mundy and his experiences, Swiderski. So Joey was at Vandy, transfers from Vandy College of Charleston, plays a couple years there. Um, I'm family friends with the guy, known him for a really long time. Somehow, our dads are friends. He might clear that up uh, when we get rolling, but um, I'm excited. He's got a whole lot of good things to say, and uh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I honestly don't know much about much about Joey Mundy, so this is going to be a very interesting talk for me to hear two sides of Vanderbilt and the College of Charleston, so I'm excited. Yeah, you don't know much about any of the guys we interviewed. Whoa, so whoa, so. whoa. How Let's about Jeremy on. Vasquez? I knew him better than you did. I played with him. I played with him since I was eight years I old. I knew him better than you did. All right, we're going to get right into this episode here. Uh, Stay tuned. Here we go. Is that my fault? That's all you. Wait, well, how is that my fault, though? Because you weren't ready. When when were we supposed to do this? I checked three days back to back, and I got nothing. I was like, three days. So you're, no, 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 no. This isn't Swiderski's problem. This is Gage Hutchinson not wanting to drive from Deland to where we do our podcast to come do it. I'm always ready to do it. I'm always the one having to egg him to do this. But Joey, how long have you known me for, man? What, 20 years? And how how much do you know? You've known him for 20 years. You know his BS stories. You know he always has BS stories. I don't know. Gage doesn't really lie. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God, are you kidding? Me? Thank you, Joey. Has he told you the squirrel story yet? His brother's yeah, a different brother story. My brother's count. a little bit of different story. That doesn't story. count. Yeah, that's an interesting cat right there. But um, Joey, let's get into it, man. Oh we uh, we got the sound got right. We got all the text good to go. So you ready to rock? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it, man. So the first question we're gonna ask is: uh, So you ended up at Vanderbilt for your first year, correct? Yep. Yep. What position did you play? First base. First base. Did a whole lot more hitting than you did playing first base, correct? And I did a whole lot more hitting than I did anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, talk to us a little bit about high school, man. How was uh, how was high school for you? How did you end up at Vandy? Travel ball experience? Like, give us that kind of pre-Vanderbilt run through um, before you got there. So high school in West Virginia was about what you would expect it to be. Uh, it was not good. In that regard, yeah, I can imagine. They, uh, we didn't really play anybody that was really anything special. It wasn't god awful or anything. We were a triple A. I think. What do you get into in Florida? Like seven? Uh, I believe my high school is nine A. 
Mine was eight. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, they're up there. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of A's. Mine was three A, and that was as big <laughs> as we got. I think our school had like two thousand kids in it, and that was it. Yeah, that's but, that's tough. Um, so I had to roll down into Florida, into the land of Gage Hutchison, that's to right. try to the beautiful Puerto to try to get picked up. That's right. The beautiful Puerto Raj. Yes. There and then, uh, what was it? Where, where were those big tournaments? Orlando? Orlando, yeah. Sanford, right? At yeah, 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 Stanford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I played for that, uh, the Florida Burn for a while. And that was uh, that was with like Deacon Lippett. And, uh, oh, that, that was a stacked team that year. Florida, that's when Florida Burn was like yeah, top they were, yeah, They won like everything. They yeah. Were, yeah, we won that Worldwood Bat Tournament or whatever. Yep. WWBA. I think, uh, what, what was the shortstop's name for Florida? I forget his name. Dalton Guthrie. Um, there it is. Guthrie, yeah. Yep. Guthrie, Guthrie was on that team. Yeah, there were a bunch of just like studs on that team. All like, I did was hit fifth in DH. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's just, just, just swipe a ring, guys. Yeah, I can make that play. So, so do you think that do you think that playing with those guys at that level and winning those kind of tournaments, do you think that helped you get looks for that next level? Yeah, it did. That tournament, uh, I think Vanderbilt saw me at that tournament. And then, uh, so I'd always, I got in contact with them after that. And they weren't, you know, it wasn't like we have to have you, we have to have you. Like, yeah, we, you know, you're on our list. You know, we'll have to come watch you play some more. And I don't think there was ever really a chance for them to see me again. So I kept calling. You know, they call me on, like, the recruiting days or whatever. And I was about to go into – I was about to commit to Marshall. The had a really Marshall good, University. The Marshall University. <laughs> had a really good uh, – I had a really good offer in like the you know the offer that I'm gonna play and all that crap mm-hmm. right out of the gate. But when you're weighing out Marshall and Vanderbilt, it, I mean, what? well that offer never hit the table until a little like so I went to a camp there. They called me. They're like, hey, we got a camp going. Come down, you know, stay for two days, and you know we'll, we we enter squad on like the second day. You know, come hang out. So I went down there. And the first day, I, like, signed in, and I thought it was just a sign-in day. So I sign in and leave. Did you just sign your life the, away? I went, I went back into the hotel, and I get a call the next morning from uh, the recruiting coordinator. He's like, hey, where are you? I was like, <laughs> well, what do you mean? I'm at, I'm at the camp. I was at the camp for the second day. But they had a showcase on the first day, and that's all they wanted me to do. <laughs> you look like you had the biggest set of nuts on you, and you were like, I'm not even going to show up for the showcase. All I'm doing is playing Apparently, in the game, and you guys are going to have to deal with it because I'm that good. So you just look like you had a set of cowballs walking out <laughs> yeah, of there. Yeah, I big league Vanderbilt <laughs> University somehow as an 18-year-old from West Virginia. Don't ask me to ever do anything like that ever again. Because I had that knot in my stomach when he was like, you missed, like, there was a showcase yesterday. Oh, you had to want to puke. Oh, like my my stomach was in my ass. Like it was terrible. <laughs> that, that's a. I was like, well, I just blew it. I just blew it. It's over. So, it's over. So what happened from there? So you get? Did you go to that camp the next day? Run us through that. Yeah, How so did that all pan up, out? I showed up the next day and we like inter squatted and I played like shit. <laughs> Straight and up. I was like, nice. oh, all right, all right. Well, great, great. This is just fucking fantastic. <laughs> what a, what a wasted five hour drive to Tennessee. So yeah, you, got to do it comes, you got to do it in the dad's big van, though, like the big old RV thing. So you slept the whole way, probably. Yeah. The Regency GMC. Yeah. Regency GMC. <laughs> is this what you guys been, call that it? That thing has it's, been since retired. Awesome. 
<laughs> that was that was that thing was the shit for like two hour tournaments. Oh, easily. Just roll into it. You get, to, you get to snooze on the way back while your poor parents drive two hours after a game. Love it. But so, I, I have a funny story with that. Oh, here. There's a we come. So we we left the tournament when I was like 13. I played terrible. My dad's pissed because you know, you know how dads get after oh, they yeah. drive two hours. Play in a tournament, you play terrible. <laughs> Especially Bill. Fuck this. Fuck this. Especially Bill. <laughs> so, we, so we stop at this place called Papa Murphy's, and we thought it was like a Papa John's, and it, it was like make your own pizza. So we go in, we make our pizza, and the lady wraps it up. It, it hasn't been cooked yet. The no lady wraps it up. Way. She, she's like, it'll be 1850. My dad's like. You're not gonna cook it. He's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, sir. You do that at home. I thought, it, I thought he was gonna fucking explode. But the Regency doesn't have an oven in it, though. So you guys are out of no, luck. No, the Regency does not have an oven in it. So I was shit out of luck. Uh, oh, no, sir. You do that at home. That just, yeah, that just adds fuel to the fire under. Uh, uh, did under he pay? Did he pay for it? By a thousand. Yeah, he was so mad. He he paid for it. But, and everything. Oh yeah, paid for it. Took it home. Got to take it home. We gotta go cook it. Well, I mean. I mean, well, it was bad it, by the time we got home. I mean, it was bad by the time we got home. Oh my god, that's awesome! But so, let's let's we regress. Let's get back, back to the topic to, at hand. Yeah. So um, you don't show up for the showcase, and then you finally do show up for the showcase, and it's the game day, and you play terribly. And then yeah. where do you go from there? Next day, I end up going like we play like three games, and I don't think I got out in those three games. Believe it or not, I stole like two bags too. Wow, just just perfect timing because I think the catchers were just scrubs that their parents wanted to get out of the house for t- three days. So it was two hundred dollars. It was two hundred dollars. Go to this Vanderbilt camp. Yeah, yeah. Please go to this camp and get out of my house. So I leave, and he was like, I had a home run. I hit a couple of doubles. They had like a backside double off that monster out there, which I I never do. I like I pull everything. Yeah, so like an out of body experience. Wow, yeah, I was like, oh, what a hell of a day I'm having over here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hope somebody sees it. <laughs> so the camp ends, and I talk, I go talk to Corbin. He's like, I was really impressed, yada, yada, yada. I'll be in touch. And I was like, ah. Yeah. Damn. That's not the ending I was hoping for. I was hoping he might say something. Yeah, here's your scholarship. Uh, go on home. Yes. Yeah, like a week later, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> like a week later, he calls me, and he's like, uh, hey, you know, I think something happened. I think they dropped uh, a recruit, or one of them decommitted, and it opened up a slot for me. So, like, I was the first person they called, and they offered me, and I took it like immediately. Absolutely, I think I would have done the same thing. Now, was this was this a walk on offer from Vanderbilt, or was there scholarship money? No, I had a I had a thirty five percent scholarship there. Okay, nice, beautiful. Nice. And so, let's talk a little bit about once you get there as a freshman on campus. What's that like? So, you pull in. Where you live in, where you eating, how's workouts? Like, run us through um, how overwhelming that must have been as a 18 year old dude walking into a Vanderbilt campus. Well, what amplified it was they just won the national championship like that year, the year before. Heck yeah, they did. So we were. So I came into that. And I actually went to summer school. Um, for whatever I don't know why they never really said anything. They just said, "Hey, you and this other guy are going to summer school." I was like, oh, all right. Like, I, I wasn't a bad student. I had like a three seven. Maybe my SAT scores were too low for them. I I don't know. Yeah, it, tough school to but, get into. 
Yeah, so I rolled in there at summer school. It was really fun. Uh, we lived in towers for summer school, which was like your own little private room. And like we would, I had like two classes, and we'd work out at like six a.m. It was just like me and a pitcher. All right. That lived in there too. And the workouts weren't that bad. I wish they would have been worse because, comes fall, oh my god, his run. We had running. Uh, run, run us Tuesdays, through that. Thursdays. Run us the whole thing. I want to hear how he, how Corbin runs it over there. Uh, so Monday, we- Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have lift, and you either had like, depending on your class schedule, you were six a.m. or seven a.m. And it was just seven a.m. lift. But then they weren't bad. You just kind of – the lift was on the board and you did them. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, though, he had – there was conditioning on the upper turf is what they called it. And Walker uh, Euler actually What is the it. upper turf well, exactly? It, it, it's like uh, like a practice field for like so- – it was like a big soccer field. Just for all like sports to go for, to and kind of use. Yeah, yeah. It was like perfect for running pretty much. Of course. And it was like – so the first day, Walker Bueller walks in there – and he starts singing, it's the worst fucking time <laughs> of the year where the coaches are yelling and everyone's crying. And I was like, oh, shit. What did I just walk into? Like like, you walked into a, a boot camp over there. Oh, it, it was literally I, it was literally a boot camp because I was walking into the lifts and I was like, I played high school football. So, like, I, I was pretty strong. And most of those guys, like, were just, like, baseballers for life. And they never really touched a weight till they got there. I mean, some of them did, but I could outshine a little bit there. When That's we where started your running. Were. Oh my god! When we started running, I think I can't remember what we did the first day. It was probably just like some one tens, like 110 yard sprints. Just a couple. And I'm of like, them. I'm like dead last on all <laughs> a lot of them. So, so on a scale for the conditioning, on a scale of uh, well, or an over under of ten, how many times did you throw up? Oh, I never threw up from there from that conditioning. I'll get into CFC's conditioning oh, under our first coach, and you'll uh, it, it was amplified by like thirty. Yeah, a little but, preview there so, for you. So after, after the first day, Corbin comes over to me. He's like, "Have you ever been in shape? I mean, what <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I tore my meniscus playing in the student faculty basketball game as a senior." Smart, good move. So like, I was kind of I was kind of coming off that. So I was like, yeah, I, you know, my knee's still, like, bugging me a little bit. <laughs> Pre-tweet. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> glass bones, paper skin, Hutchison over there. <laughs> um, so we keep doing that, and it's just, it's awful. Like, there was one day we had, like, 15 circuits, and we rolled through it, like, three times. Well, I know you guys are big in the fall. You guys are huge on the Omaha Challenge. I think that's. I think Vanderbilt is where oh, it kind of originated. Uh, I, yeah, I so asked we didn't about get the it. locker room. We didn't get the locker room for like you don't get it for the entire fall. Really? No kidding. No. Why? So you you are and you're in like a white t-shirt and like gilded gym shorts from like Walmart. Is it and like a is, you have to earn it kind of thing for the locker room? Uh, yeah. And this is everybody yeah, like returners started. and everything. And returners, everything. You know, one gets that locker room till till the end of like the first day of the Omaha Challenge. Wow, jeez. So like, so basically, so like after practice running. and fall running and workouts, they, do they still do your laundry? Do you gotta take that back? Do it yourself? Like, what do you gotta do? No, nah, they did. They did our laundry because we were just we were literally in. We had a pair of the nicest thing we had were Nike Elite socks. Wow, nice. 
That was that was it. We had Walmart t-shirts, Walmart shorts, and that was it. And like we had a loop. We threw it in there at the end of the day and that was it. We didn't get a hat. Like I had to go to the bookstore and buy a hat. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He didn't give us I think he's softened up now though because I look at their Instagram sometimes and they like already have they have like a white Well they have like white uh like now it's earn the logo, not earn the stuff. Ah. It's kinda of what Lincoln Memorial yes. does. I don't know if you know Lincoln Memorial. They do like a uh an earn your hat kind of deal. You don't get a team hat until you earn it. The coaches pick that. Yeah, I can't say I've heard of Lincoln Memorial. Oh, they're pretty good in D two. Yeah, D two. Sorry. <laughs> So, so they keep, so you keep going through the fall. Take us through, take us to day one of the Omaha challenge. And the, the, I think it's three days you guys have. Take us through every single day of the Omaha challenge and how much tougher it gets day by day. If you can't tell, Swiderski's a big fan of what I, you guys I love do it. in the fall. I He's absolutely huge on love the Omaha challenge. how Vanderbilt does it. Well, Swiderski, you got to know that that was like, that was about four years ago in my, uh, I am not sure if I remember that far. I'll attempt it. I know the first day it was like, just the most grueling God, parts is what like I want to hear. There was, we had to run a – I think on the first day the worst thing was uh, we had like a, P, a PVC pipe on the ground and you had to like run it 50 yards and back, you know, like bent over, like holding it on the ground. You had to like slide it across the turf. Yeah, it was like a race. And I like – I had the worst headache after like the first event. So it was just a grind getting through the rest of that. Yeah, no kidding. I remember, like, I ended up doing all right in that part. And then they're like, all right, we're going to finish with like, 100 burpees. And the first team to finish 100 burpees. And I was like, we're not done. So you guys were broken up into teams. Like, you had yeah, five like, on five. My or team was the was. Cadillacs. Cadillacs. Yeah, we were the Cadillacs. Yeah, so it was like me and, like, all the giant people. So nice. I'm going to assume you guys didn't finish that. It was uh, 100 burpees first. No, we lost. We actually finished second in the challenge, though. Oh, that's like, we good. almost won it all that's somehow. Because we caught up in the in the strength categories, we caught up a lot. I would imagine if you but guys as soon as we had, the as soon as we had to run, as soon as we had to run, it was game over. But like on the the first day, the worst running thing was we had to run the uh, like the football field, and it was like five and back, ten and back, fifteen and back, twenty and back, and oh my god, yes, yeah, that, like, that was. That was it. Was grueling. It was terrible. Just to add to what you're saying, I think if Swiderski was on a team, he'd be the smart cars or maybe the Volkswagen Bugs. I get that because I'm short. That's that that short. was actually really funny. I should be laughing, but it was really funny. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, it was good. A little comedy there for yeah. you. All right, Joe. So you've done the fall. You did the Omaha Challenge. That sucked. So you earned the locker room finally. Earned talk his us, stars and stripes. Talk us through some of the stuff you're getting when you get in there. Like, do they got it set up? Is it like an early Christmas for you or? Like, what's it looking like or when you're you walking still have in to the locker your room? Cleats, yeah, your like, shirt. How, how is that? Like, first so time we, in the locker room. We finished, we finished, well, first time in the locker room, I think there's, like, there's nothing in there still. Because we finished, like, it was, like, day one of the Omaha Challenge, we got it. So, like, the coolest thing was we had, like, nice showers now. Because <laughs> we're using, like, the, vis- we were using the visitor football locker room for, God, that sucks. like, our changing room and showers. Like, it was, it was brutal. But when we got – that was, like, right before fall break. So when we got back from fall break, it was kind of, like – it was stacked with, like, turfs and cleats. And Vanderbilt's just, like, black and white, so we didn't have anything – there was there wasn't anything special. There wasn't anything gold yet. Yeah. So we had uh, – we got, like, some really nice that, – that Nike Pro Combat was starting to get big or whatever. Yep. 
we had like some nice fleece pullovers, some nice long sleeves, some good shirts. We actually got a second pair of Nike Elite socks, believe it or not. Wow. Two nice. pairs of Nike Elites. It's big time. It's yeah, big the time. good stuff the good stuff came like uh when we got back from Christmas. That was when we got like the American flag stuff, the uh the two or three pairs of cleats that were like white they were like white gold with a star on the back yeah those things were sick i remember shit. that i remember seeing your pictures like whenever you were putting them up and stuff i was pretty pretty darn jealous because at the time i was at uh daytona, daytona state. state paying for my cleats believe it oh, or not that so. was just sophomore year <laughs> uh, you know, so so when you got so you guys got the locker room you're on day one of the Oman challenge did anybody quit during that period because of how grueling it was Nah, that was those all those all those dudes were uh well, they're like all Boston. What's that? The pan? Is it? What do they call it? The pan? Not the Panhandle. Like the the north. They were all Northeast kids, so they were tough as shit. Ah, uh, so they were just. A couple, right couple of them were like it. former hockey players, and so they're oh, ready to awesome. bust some teeth up if they need to to win that. Uh, yeah, thing. Like, you didn't want to get in a bar fight with any of those guys. Put it that way. So okay, so the fall ends. You're you're rolling into. Uh, I kind of want to go actually to the uh, to the school side of things because we have to ask it. So take us through the the day in a life as a student there. Um, first, what we ask all the time is, what was the name of the cafeteria yeah. that that you guys had on campus? Because we've heard the bank. Yep. Uh, we Something do, else. I, I don't remember. What was last ones. time? Last time was weird. Uh, it's been a lot of like store names or company names. It's it's weird. So, Ours was uh, Commons is what it was called. Commons. It's, isn't that and then we like had the military? athlete cafeteria which was like mcgoogan mcgoogan that's There's the, the name. name we that's were looking we were for mcgoogan they're always something yeah. special mcgoogan so so yeah so yeah, take McGugan. us through a day in a life of of waking up in the morning going to class uh if you guys had study hours take us all through that so if we had lift if like we were still in the fall we'd have lift or if we didn't have lift it was just you could sleep into your class but you still had running in the afternoon so it was like i'd rather just lift and get it over with in the morning but so usually as a freshman, we had an eight, you had an 8 a.m. You roll into your 8 a.m. And it was all like freshman classes. And you had to take, uh, God, it was like a fresh, like a freshman seminar class. And it was like four hours on Monday. Four hour class. Yeah, it was, it was like mandatory for all freshmen. And then they had, uh, they had like some program for like kids to meet. It's like how they could meet like friends. They're like you had like freshman meetups and like, um, I'm assuming we you didn't went to go those. like we had to. A lot of kids didn't, but we had to go to those. Yeah, so he wanted us to like, up. and they wanted us to be like sociable and everything. And that that lasted from seven to ten, and we would Jeez. start practice on Monday at ten o'clock. So you would miss the first part of practice because of your class. Pretty much, like well, we he would like plan it to where we would start around like ten because I think. I don't know. I think we always got out early, and he knew that. So we could roll into we roll into practice like almost as it was starting, and we didn't really miss much. But we weren't getting done till like eleven thirty, twelve. So you guys, and this is at night, or this is in the middle of the day. This is at this is at night. Oh, that's this what is I'm at that's, see, yeah, I'm thinking that's this wild. is the morning. No, this yeah. is at night. That's at wild. Night. I'm surprised your coach yeah. stays up that late. He, Corbin's uh, dude, that dude doesn't sleep. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. He doesn't sleep. He would like his wife went to the hospital for like some routine procedure or whatever, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, I woke up at two forty-five this morning. I had to take Maggie to the hospital at four. 
we're like, you worked out at, you got up at 245, worked out, and you're like functioning right now. Unreal. I mean, I, I can kind of yeah. put that to a test too. I mean, you can too. We wake up pretty early. Chances, here. chances Corbin is on 50, 60 milligrams of Adderall. Uh, that's no, nah, that dude's just that dude's just, just straight up. Way. Yeah, I just now like you know people like well, you said you you get up pretty early. I wake up early. Uh, he, I'm a three forty riser. Just amplified occasionally. Occasionally, there's been yeah. one slip up. Yeah. Spids has been late. Let's would, um. Corbin would drive that one of those like side by sides. He didn't have a car. <laughs> he would drive his side by side to work. That is and, awesome. Like, he'd get, apparently, he'd get like pulled over by like campus police. They'd be like, "What the hell are you? Oh, it's you." <laughs> Get out of oh, here. Oh, I sorry. It's that. Coach Corbin. Go ahead. See ya. Yep. Yeah. L- l- that's, I was like, wow. All right. Jeez. That's awesome. So you go, so you guys get done with practice. So you have class from basically 8 a.m. to, do you have anything in between that before practice? Nah, so there's always, there was always like a three or four hour like lagging period where you didn't have anything. Some guys had like labs, which is why I think like he couldn't, he didn't want to have practice from like four to seven because like guys would add labs would miss it. He didn't want freshmen to miss it, so he had practice at ten. Sheesh, that sucks. Well, that yeah, that's that's no fun at all. Like that's like fall asleep on the field, barely make it through it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the living situation. Um, I know you said you got there, you were living in the towers, Trump Towers, towers where. Were you living after the summer? Was it still like a? Were you on your own? Get your own apartment as a freshman, or did they have? You I would dorms? have. I would have killed to have that apartment in Towers back, <laughs> to say the least. We but had the same size. Like literally, it was the same size as my Towers apart or my Towers dorm, but there were two beds in it. Yikes! And two over and two over six foot tall dudes living in it. Yikes! And it was like it was just it was just brutal. Community bathroom, like community hey. bath. And is that just as a freshman, or is that like obviously you didn't spend four yeah, years just there? As a freshman. Okay, okay. So what yeah. was what about nightlife? I mean, you're in Nashville, man. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, so they ID'd really hard downtown. Okay, good to know. Good and it to was know. like it was like almost impossible. To, well, what's funny is I actually told my girlfriend went down there when she was under 21, got her ID taken. <laughs> oh, oh no! I told her to go to some bar, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I got my ID taken. Thanks, <laughs> asshole." Quite the but, boyfriend. Yeah, unless you were walking in with like you know Dansby or Carson, you really weren't getting in. But, but good had, to know that they those were big into the frat parties. But those guys were well known, well enough known around Nashville that they can kind of finagle their way through it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, like they had like, there were a lot of fraternities on that place, like okay. a ton. Gotcha. And that was where you went and did your party, and if you wanted to, but like the first the first two weeks, you couldn't go to any parties. Why is that? Like it was just their rule. Like the baseball team like, rule. No, no freshman. No, no, it was like no freshman on campus could go to like a fraternity house, or <laughs> you could go to the house, but you couldn't go to, like a party. That's awesome. I kind of like that though. And you got to like earn the stripes. I guess, but like, you know how you got into those fraternity parties? No. You swiped your ID card. No way. Like your Vanderbilt You're campus ID. I think it was, somebody said it was how they kept track of like who had the best parties or who got like the most traffic. Are you no kidding way. me? How does a yeah, frat guy come your, up with something if, like that? And if you wanted, if you brought your own beer, like you could bring your own beer to the party, you checked it in with huh. like, so like each fraternity, if they, ha- they were having a big party, they have like Vanderbilt campus people there, like 
old people in like yellow uniforms or like yellow vests on. They're like, is this your beer, sir? Like, yes. Here, let me take it downstairs for you. When you want one, you just come down, you show us your card and you get a beer. No way. Yeah. That was how they got beer. That is amazing. I would have so, never, I, I actually could have never imagined that. So campus, yeah, it was, so the it whole, so it is not frowned upon by any means to throw the biggest rager in Nashville, Tennessee at Vanderbilt University. Uh, for as like nerdy of an institute or like as smart as like people are, I mean, I guess that's why they were so good with all that stuff. But like you would have never expected it to be like that, that fratty and that party. But like it was, yeah, that's they some, did it right up there a lot. No kidding. That's some next level stuff. Well, let's uh, let's move to baseball. Back to baseball again. So you get to the springtime. Um, now I know you didn't necessarily play a whole big bunch, but what was what was that first game of spring like when you get out there and you see that kind of atmosphere and those people around you? Walk us through like those first day butterflies. Uh, well, I actually played. Was, I played on the first day or the second day. I pinch hit. I was like, I was like killing it. Uh, prior to that and like all the inner squads and like all like the spring inner squads and they kept saying like hey be ready for a pinch hit be ready for a pinch hit ready for a pinch hit and sure enough bottom nine you know we're down by one and uh i think there's a guy on like second I'm like hey joey let's go you're hitting get a bat and i and stepped out i i stepped out and i looked around and i was like holy shit this place is filled <laughs> we ain't in west virginia no more like, big shooter was, it was the like most packed stadium like I've ever played. I think I think I've ever played in. That's awesome. And that was just a home game. That is awesome, man. So you were, how? What was the, like? What were the coaches like? Were they pretty laid back and like kind of let you play your game, let you play your game, and go about it the way you want to? Yeah. Or were they like you're doing it the way we tell you? To? Nah, I mean Corbin had his like his ways with like uh, with defense and everything else, but. He didn't really have a lot, like, hitting. He never really had a lot to say. Um, like, I tried to play third base when I first got there, and, and like, I, I'm I'm athletic, but I'm not – I wasn't on, like, that level of athleticism some of those guys were playing the infield. Sure. Like, Dansby, Dansby Swanson and Tyler Campbell and Xander Wheel playing first base. Like Yeah, I mean, come on, man. It's like, God, these yeah. dudes are – like, they're, they're coming back from a returning national championship team. Like, you know – so I tried to play third, and I was like, it just wasn't working out. So I was like, hey, you know, can I go play first base? Because the guy over the guy over there, he was a senior. He was getting ready to roll, and it was pretty obvious they were going to put Will Toffee, who I think was like a fourth-round pick. Yeah, tough again, third man. Base. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they're going to put him at third base, but I got a real shot to play first, especially after Xander can get out of there. And if I can, like, you know, learn to play first base and have him help me out, you know, it would probably be – Probably a good place to roll from then on. Yeah, no doubt. And if I could get some D, if I could get D H and pinch hit spots, like I could, I could probably salvage the year. Or, and we couldn't redshirt because we went to the we went to the DR for Thanksgiving. I didn't mention that. As a team, you, like, you went to the DR. Us, just yeah, we're a, talking Dominican we Republic, DR. right? Yeah, yeah. How Dominican cool Republic. That? We played like that was awesome. We played like all the uh, all like the what are they called out there? The professional teams. Um, it's where they all sign the uh, well, like the sixteen year olds. Yeah, it's like the academies. We played the academies yeah. out there. That's pretty cool. So we played like the range, the Rangers, the White Sox, and and like the night before, like he split us up into two teams because there were so many like 
places to play and opportunities. No way. And he was like, oh, hey, guys. He's like, oh, hey, guys, if uh, if anyone wants to redshirt, you probably need to come to my room tonight because if you play tomorrow, that's it. Wow. And everyone was like, hell, yeah, no one's getting redshirted. <laughs> so what was the reasoning that you couldn't redshirt if you went to the Dominican Republic? Was it because they paid for you to get there and they paid for you to play over there? Or how does – like, do you know why that was? The I don't know the exact – I don't know the exact rules. I guess it fell under. I mean, you know, the NCAA has got all these crazy rules. Oh, yeah, it's a bunch we, of bull we played. We played like five or six games over there. So, I mean, I don't know if they counted as like pre not preseason, but like you know, like they do fall scrimmages. Yeah, now. I, yeah. I'm not sure, man. It, it it's hard yeah. telling with the NCAA. There's so many rules, but but like it was uh, that was really fun. Like I hit a double and I get on second, and the the second baseman is speaking like or the shortstop speaking broken english and he's you know hey bub i was like hey i was like oh, hola he's like oh yeah he must have... and i was like no yeah he must have not have known you speak hillbilly you barely even speak english well he he was like how much they pay you and i was like i was like brother i'm paying them yeah that's right oh they pay me million dollars no way oh there's a 16 year old there's a 16 year old million dollar signee Playing in the Dominican Republic. Playing in the DR, I was like, oh, my what God. It's, it's unbelievable. This dude is kids. legit. And now, the real question is, did he you was, guys kick their ass, or did you guys lose? So, the first game we played in, like, this, like, if think about, like, what a baseball field would be like in the DR ghetto. Oh, that's yeah. where we played our first game. Oh, yeah. Did you see it those Claro like the, signs everywhere? Yes, the Claro, Claro's out there big time, <laughs> all over the outfield. Well, the outfield wall it's is was uh, cement. It was oh, cement, yeah. and Claro was just spray painted everywhere. Wow, that's but, awesome. So we played the first the first game we play in. Like he starts his like stars. Yep. And a and a college team hasn't won out there yet. They have never beaten they, a like Dominican this, Republic team. Or they had any, never any college. This Dominican. It was like this Dominican Republic team. That no no college team ever beat him. Dansby Swanson leads off with a home run. Uh oh. <laughs> well, Coming think we might hot. win this one, and we we did win. We won that one. And then by the end, well, and then like we look up in like the fifth inning, and there's like feet dangling off the dugout, and it's little kids sitting up there. <laughs> and you look around, and like word had gotten out that the Gringos were in town, and we're looking around, and like. I mean, like, were you oh, still God. signing autographs there, or uh, like? No, no, they didn't give a shit about us. <laughs> so, so but you're the, in Dominican the Republic. The other dugout had like 65 people on it. Really? It, it got to a point where when we were like in like the seventh inning, it was like real, it was like a one run game, and they like each hitter had his own pitcher. Oh my god! So, so you're in the so come post game of of those games, like. Like the food, like I know you got to be careful when you drink the water in those places. Like, what did you guys eat? Can't drink drink? it, yeah. Rice, beans, and chicken the whole time there. Yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The hotel was like a buffet, but it was just rice, beans, and chicken. So it was the hotel that fed you. It wasn't like the organization you guys went because I know they have like cafeterias there for the guys and everything. Yeah, no, we never ate there. Did you we guys always, do like, anything? Back to the hotel. Did you guys do anything at the complex? Like use the weight room? Um, I mean, nah, none of, no, nah, none of that really. So enough, we were like in and out of there pretty quick. 
enough about the Dominican Republic, because believe it or not, this actually isn't a podcast on the Dominican Republic. But that's so crazy that the Vanderbilt... This is a podcast on college baseball, Vanderbilt and we haven't Univ- even got to the university that he went to for the longest time. I know, time. but Vanderbilt University sent him at Thanksgiving to Dominican Republic. What other team flies I'm, in the fall? I'm throwing a flag on it. Okay. I got flags in here, and I just threw Swids it's a, a real flag, flag for... Asking stupid questions. Nothing the passer. Joe, let's move on a little bit to yeah. uh, let's move on a little bit to after after the spring was over with. Um, obviously, you weren't happy with maybe playing time. You weren't happy with the coaching style. What was it that made you decide, hey, this isn't for me? I think I'm going to go look for opportunities elsewhere. So I met with Corbin like after the season, and he was just basically like, hey, you know, uh, I'm not sure who we have coming back. You know, if this guy comes back, you know, we're going to put him here so that we can make room for this new guy we got coming in to play the outfield. He was like, the opportunity for you to play may not show up till, you know, you're a junior, a senior. And I was like, well, I've already blown one year with 15 at bats. I hit 300, though. 300 <laughs> in the SEC. I will permanently hold that. I was 5 Forever. for 15. Forever. 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 I'll hold on to that. Um, so. Basically, I, I got my release. Well, he was really cool. He was like, I'll help you go wherever you want to go. You know, he wasn't like he wasn't rude or a dick about it at all. He was sure. very, very classy, very professional. He called like if I said, hey, like I want to go to NC State, you know, he would email the NC State coach and be like, I give you permission to talk to this person or he would oh, give me cool. my release. Yeah. Whenever I wanted it. Yeah. That's all. I- so I went and played summer ball and. Found my spot. Did he have much. any yeah. restrictions for you though, with uh, like going back into SEC at all? Yeah, he did, but I don't think like it ever really came up because like I really I loved Georgia, like I loved the atmosphere and the the park and just like the state. I loved. I wanted to go back. I wanted to go there, and he basically gave me like this spiel. He's like, "Well, you know, I'd be afraid. You know, the same thing would happen there." And like as an eighteen year old, I never really thought. I never really like you know kept thinking about it so i was like yeah you know i'll just roll into like his example was like you know you could hit third for like a radford and you know show out and you know go play pro ball after that right and so that's like yeah he's like all right sounds like a better deal yeah and that's a place where you probably had to sit back and kind of be honest with yourself and figure out like hey i'm either a third hitter like sec caliber kind of player or I need to back off a little bit and go someplace where I'm, I know that I'm going to get the at-bats and get the exposure that I need. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what it broke down to. You know, I I just wanted to, I wanted to play more than anything because, you know, I mean, you know how, well, I mean, you go from four years of high school to just like, you know, 15 at-bats and you're like, God, like what just, like what just, you get punched in the mouth. You're like, God, what just happened? Right. Right. Yeah. And we had, you know, we had a guy on, um, on our last podcast, who kind of explained the same thing? He was, um, he gets to the next place, he gets to that D1 school, and he's like, Holy crap, this is way harder than I expected. So you kind of have to readjust and you've got to be able to change your game or change the way you think about the game in order to get better and to keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, top that off, I go to Summer Ball and I'm playing in the, the Valley for. I'm actually playing in West – there's a team in West Virginia. It was only there for one year. What, what was the team let name? Them sit, uh, God, it was like the Charlestown Cannons. They're now the Percival Cannons. Okay. I'm actually coaching in Front Royal, Front Royal Cardinals this season. I played in Front, I played in front Royal. In Bing Crosby, baby. Mm-hmm. 
That's a nice little park to play summer ball in. Yeah, they actually just rebuilt it a little bit. Actually, looks pretty good. Yeah, the infield is absolute garbage, though. Yep, so that's what I'm aware heard. of that. <laughs> so, so you played summer yeah, ball. Yeah, so I'm playing for playing for Charlestown, and like I'm just getting shafted too. That I'm getting shafted there. Like I hadn't played in, you know, I had 15 at bats all year, and I get basically thrown back out with the Wolves. They like hit me third. I'm playing third base. I haven't played third base in, you know, since I first got to Vanderbilt. So it's been almost like you know a whole year. And, you know, I didn't realize it, but dudes hit the ball really hard <laughs> down that. That's why they call it the hot corner, I guess, right. you know? That's right, even with a wood bat. And then on, like, on a, and on a summer ball, you know, field, I was just an air machine. How many did you have? So I was Be like, honest. yeah, can I play first base? And they're like, uh, how many airs did I have? Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, there's a game where I had, like, three or four. <laughs> so I would, I would say a lot. <laughs> Ten plus on the season <laughs> right like, there. It, it was like a serious, like, I had like a heart-to-heart with myself where I was like, God, am I still good enough to play college <laughs> baseball? <laughs> and like, you know how that, I mean, were you were you a pitcher? No. Or a pitcher no, player? I was a first-base outfielder. You know how it is when you make an error at first base, like, you're like, God, bless. And then, like, try not to let it translate into your bats, but, the the you know, worst is when you get the, the worst is when you get, like, that can of corn, the easy Sunday hop ground ball that you boot. And yep. you just sit there and you're like, yep. fuck, it's this kind of day. And you got to ride it out. Yep. And it's just, it was just terrible. So I like, I'm getting shafted there and I don't, so I just bounce. So I'm like, I got to find a, a college. <laughs> Maybe I can go to like the field and just work out there and try to regain some confidence. So how did you end up in talks with College of Charleston? Uh, so our, uh, our left fielder, his name was Bradley Jones. I think he got drafted like the year after I got there. Really got really good guy. He was like, dude, all we do is hit B-, like all the position players do is hit BP and and we leave. And I was like, that sounds amazing. He said, that's where the do place I sign? for me. Yep. <laughs> I said, where do I sign? Because I was coming from like Vanderbilt's, you know, running and god awful conditioning program. And I was like, yep, yeah, I just want to eat pizza and hit bombs. <laughs> Work on the where do I go uh, do that? Work on the Bartolo Cologne starter kit. Yeah. Yeah. Where can I go do that? And it seemed like the perfect place. So their head coach actually gets the job at Clemson. Yeah. Maybe we gotta bring and, in the new guy as soon as you get there. Well, it wasn't even a new guy, it was like their pitching coach. Okay. So their pitching coach their pitching coach calls me and he's like he's now the head coach and he's like, Yeah man, um, we don't really have a third baseman. And he said that. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I will if I come there <laughs> He said, either. hold the phone a minute. I'm not a third baseman. But I was like, and I was like, you know, give me a summer to, like, really work on it. And, you know, I'll be good. I'll be good to go. I'll be good to go. I can do it. I can do it. Roll in there. And he was like, uh, he's like, I transferred too. I know how it is. And, like, I could really – I really related to him. Cause he's like, uh, he transferred from LSU to Florida. He's like, yeah, I got shafted at LSU, so I went to Florida, and I was like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, tough. All right. No big, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I think this would be a really good place for you, yada yada yada. So I really liked it. I narrowed it down between there and Coastal. Yep, those are two good schools. Yeah, I remember talking to. to you about it. Yeah, and then so like I ended up with CFC because I like the whole staff was new. It was just and a I fresh like, start yeah. getting into it. Yeah, it was a fresh start. I was their guy. They were like, yeah, we're pulling this Vanderbilt guy. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I, I like that. 
Not yeah, like not to mention not to mention I like, played SEC. Yeah, you look like Mr. Big Nuts rolling in when you got Vanderbilt on your back. Or, and guess what? I guess you at CSC they give you the locker room the first day you walk in. They absolutely I bet you they do. Yeah. They absolutely they do. do. Yep. I, um, I was like, yeah, this is refreshing, a locker room yeah, I, <laughs> on the I, first day. I can imagine it was a little different. But uh, walk us I've through. I've made the right choice. So how were workouts at College of Charleston in comparison with Vanderbilt? So the first day of conditioning, I realized, I was like, ah, I think I've made a mistake. Uh-oh. This guy was psychotic. <laughs> and on the first day, I think we ran 31 220s. <laughs> Wow, that sucks. That's an absurd because amount. He was, uh, dude. I walked into lab and like people asked if I was okay because I was like limping in there. Yeah. And Go and then ahead. we were lift. Our lifting was. I loved our lifting because it was just like move weight, move as much weight as you can, as many times as you can. But then when you mix that with thirty-one two twenties, it was not not good. Yeah, I can imagine. So many guys got hurt. So the the, the yeah, workouts exactly. were more grueling than uh, than anything yes. compared to to Vanderbilt. Like it was it was that much harder yes. for you. And th- was this yeah, just was, the, was this was the tough. weightlifting side, or was this also like was it more no, grueling? This was the conditioning side. It was just more grueling on the conditioning side. Yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah, that's uh, that's no good. Um, how about? How about like classes um, and and school? Was it harder at College of Charleston? Because I know you're in like a super cool town, so I want to talk a little bit about like how going out and stuff like that is there too. But let's talk about school first. Um, how in comparison with? I mean, I know you're doing like freshman prereq stuff at Vandy, so it can't be incredibly difficult. But how are like class schedules and tutoring and all that stuff? How do they compare? Um, I mean. They had a they have a really good uh, our uh, advisor was really good at CFC like she took she took care of you she didn't let you take a class that like she didn't think you could pass right and then like at Vanderbilt you know the guy was just more like make sure you get your study hall hours in oh you want to take that class sure do it never really let you know that like that professor hated athletes or anything like that <laughs> yeah kind of like a we don't have time to worry about it you guys do it kind of thing yeah. Pretty much. So, how about the town? I mean, I know that place is like a historic, beautiful area. What did you think of it as a college student? It was unbelievable. The, the downtown is just like there's so many restaurants, there's so many bars. the The girl to guy ratio is like seven to one. Gotta love that. And Gotta I'm not exaggerating. That. It's it was seven to one, and I was like, wow, this is. Man, did you like still our, have your girlfriend uh, at our that recruiting time? Recruiting coordinator would take. No, I didn't have a girlfriend at that okay, time. Okay, good. Our, uh, our recruiting coordinator would take, like, high schoolers, and he would act like he would take them to King Street, and he'd be like, oh, excuse me, I'm getting a phone call. And he would just, like, let them sit there and watch. He said, like, <laughs> their eyes would just, that's, just be lit up afterwards. That's a veteran recruiter right that there. An, that's a vet move. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Very, very clever on his part. You know, you say the girl-to-guy ratio is 7-1. That's actually the ratio Swids tries to keep whenever he dates uh, seven girls to one guy. Oh my God! Here we go. Uh, how? That's not even like remotely a thing. 
It is a thing. How is it for every seven girls you date, you date a guy? I've been dating the same girl for five years. Whatever, man. I'm just telling you. This is the stats. I agree. I mean, it's just the stats. The one guy's slipping. All right. The stats right in front of me. I'm pulling up on the computer and I'm reading it. So it's where's our producer? Producer Bill. Yeah, get the stats. Get Bill's stats over here. Bill's got to get the stats. All right, one of those. Let's. Yeah. So let's get back to it. Let's talk a little bit scandalous here because college of charleston coach gets booted right yeah what yeah, happened fired. fire away so there were like a bunch of different like things that happened that weren't they were like things you can't do but things most coaches do because like they know they can get away with them but once like the big thing came out you know people started asking questions and and what was that big thing and it was like uh, he ran. He ran us after we lost to JMU. I was a red shirt because I had to sit out a year. Right. Um. So he ran us after JMU, and he had some like point system for like every mistake we made. So like if we had a check swing, it was like a point. An error was like three points. He added it up at the end of the series, and we had like fifteen total points. And so he made us run, like, you know, like foul pole across the field and back. You ever do those? Oh, sure. yeah. Like bow and arrow types. I think we had to do, we had to do those in like, uh, like 50, 40, 40 or 50 seconds. It was like a really hard thing to do. And this was right but after he, a series? Uh, right after a series. There's still parents in the stands. Holy moly. Wow. Like, and they were all watching. <laughs> so what's funny is, though, he was like, all right, if, uh, if you haven't played in an inning so far, step out. And, like, so the guys that haven't played yet, like, they step out of line. He's like, if you're hurt, step out. And I was like, ah, you know, Coach, my shoulders really bothered me. She's, <laughs> uh, I'm still in line. He's like, if you're a red shirt, step out. And I'm like, oh, said, oh there it is. I'm <laughs> okay, here, guys. Good luck. <laughs> And he, so he makes them run 15 over and backs. One guy like passes out and he has to be carried by like the rest of the team back oh across. God. And so and how did he, just, so how did he get like caught doing this? Was it a parent that brought that to attention or, uh, um, yeah, I think, I think so. I don't, I don't really know. We never really got all the logistics other than like, uh, misconduct is just what they called it after a while. So and they were like calling guys to confirm things, and some guys took the calls, some guys didn't. So it's I never almost, got one because, like, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so it seems like it's almost more grueling of in-season <laughs> running at the end of series because no matter whether you won or lost, you're still running. You're racking up points. You're racking up points. Yeah, yeah. That like that was process. the most brutal. Was you know like and, we, and even in season we still ran. So you ran, like during practices, like yeah, we ran it. We'd run after we'd play those sim games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Inner squads. And if he and if he thought we didn't play hard enough in those sim games, he would run us after practice. Jeez. And if you like made an error in the sim game, you had extra running. I believe I would have found whatever notebook he was keeping in points on, and I'd have wiped my hind end with it because I would not uh, let him. Well, first keep of all, Gage of wouldn't stuff. be able to run it because his pistons don't work quick enough that his knees would probably would have. Busted in half. If you went to college, Charleston, your knees would be shot. Yeah, I would have been More out when he said, if you're injured, step out of line. I, I'm out of line. But you're not even injured. That's the thing. That's the crazy part. No, I'm not injured, but I would have stepped out of well, line for that. 
the post game, the post like start run for you, Gage, you would not have survived. <laughs> the post start was, game, I can imagine. What is that running? Uh, it was like no, is it Nolan Ryan? Like had like some wrote some book or had some like theory about long toss and after like a start. So like guys would long toss and they'd run like bows. You know what bows are? Or you all probably might call them something different. Like, like bow and arrows. Jog around the. Yeah, you jog around the warning track, sprint halfway to the foul pole, and then oh, walk yeah. to the yeah. oh, yeah. to the foul pole. Yeah, they'd yeah, do those, and they'd run regular sprints, and like they were just gassed afterwards. Yeah, I probably would have hung it up right then if they told me you yeah. gotta. I'd be yeah. run around. Nah, I ain't doing that. Like Unless someone wants to, you yeah. know, well, you drag t- you me around. Well, you just took your talents flyer. to Florida State, so it's, <laughs> yeah, the little, that, the little bit. I took my talents to the bench at Florida State. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Finally, he is saying it out loud but to everybody. But I tell you everybody. what, though, I was on the bench at the, the college Florida, Florida State, State University, no. and I made it to the, the Florida State University. He went to the College World, college Series, World Series to get a little participation medal. I got a T-shirt. Uh, oh, congratulations! Nike package. Did you get a Nike book bag? I did. Wow. God damn it. I got it all. So <clears throat> the sack coach gets coach gets booted. After all this goes down, coach gets booted and a new guy comes in. How was it? So that's your right. that would be what, your and fourth new coach? This, so you this new Corbin? coach is coming mid season, correct? No, I thought no, he came it wasn't mid season. It was the end. Yeah, it was the end. Okay, okay. So yeah. you go so Corbin. He was there for two, yeah, he was there for two years. So my red shirt year and then my first like playing year after he was still our head coach. And so you went Corbin and then was gonna you committed to college of Charleston under one coach, he leaves. Now you yeah. get the next coach, that coach gets booted and you got another one. So four coaches in yeah. is that three years? That was it was three, right? Corbin I think. I'm uh, not a math whiz. Corbin, CFC. Corbin. Yeah, Corbin, CFC, and then uh, Holbrook came in. Corbin, the guy who From recruited you there. Yeah. Well yeah, you're going yeah. into your fourth coach in your junior year. Yeah. So how was that? How was it adjusting to all the different playing styles? How did you make a name for yourself, or how did you go about getting off on the right foot for all these different coaches? Like it had to be weird. Well, like uh, see, the first CFC, our first CFC coach, he liked me a lot, and then like when I started play, he liked like big guys. He liked like the big strong guys. That's yeah. what he like. That's who he wanted to play. Yes, yeah, so it. I fit in. I fit in pretty well with his plan. And then we moved to Holbrook and he was more like the lean and mean, yep. you know, fast. Let's, let's play fast. And, and I was, I was not lean and mean, <laughs> nor <laughs> fast. <laughs> or, I mean, I wasn't slow, but like I ran a six, nine sixty. No. It just looked a whole so lot slower. Slow. It looked like you ran a six, it nine just, with a refrigerator looked, on your back. It looked terrible, but I would beat people, and they'd be like, "Wait, what? Where did you just beat?" The big old third baseman chugging down. Yeah, he's got tree trunks for legs, so when he gets moving, I guess you just put that weight forward and take off. I should I should probably add that I moved to the outfield after my uh, first scrimmage at CFC. <laughs> what and what what was the what was the reasoning for the move? Uh, three more errors at third base. <laughs> <laughs> Those points were just adding up there, uh, weren't they? That, well, I think like, he was forced to the outfield by the team because they were watching him tally up points for him, and they're like, God like, bless America. We got to keep man. running. I'm getting him in the outfield. So, so on like the first scrimmage, I'm playing third and batting third. I hit a home run, so I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Come back. Let's go. Next next inning, like their three-hole hitter from the year before absolutely smokes a ball. 
I don't know how I caught it. I'm pretty sure my eyes were closed. I was like, ah, I got it. Make a throw. It's wide. Like, ah, God bless it. Next, next guy turns, squares one up, smokes it too. Boot that one. I was like, oh, God, it's really going downhill from that home run. <laughs> he said, I need a bigger glove, and I need more time to react. <laughs> yeah, so I get shipped to the outfield, and I was like, yeah, I'm okay with this. I like this a lot. This all, I do is, all I'm doing is hitting and catching pop-ups. They said, the make team. the plays you can make. And I was like, yep, I'll do that. That's That sounds like more your style there, Joe. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> big outfield guy, big outfield guy. So, so – Kind of the the kind of throwing it to the end here. Um, we asked a couple questions to to uh, what we do with every guy on the show. Is um, I guess my first question is what as an alumni of of College of Charleston, what, what is it like? Are they still welcoming? Would you ever go back there, see the coaches, uh, see some of the guys, and maybe give them words of wisdom? How how does it feel to be an alumni? Uh, it's, it's different. It's different. Um, yeah, I'd still go back. I still go back. Uh, I wouldn't watch the scrimmage. You're pretty close to around that area, ago. right? Yeah, like I, I still live downtown. Are you still living in the same place? Because your apartment was sweet. I remember going and yeah, staying in that place. Was that awesome. Yeah. So yeah, still um, downtown. So, anyways, back to it. So you still go back and watch some scrimmages and kind of hang out with the guys you used to play with. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the what sucks is just a lot of them moved, man. That's what you know. Everyone like for the whole the whole four years I was there. Everyone's like, yeah, dude, we're we're setting up camp here, yada yada yada. And then you know, hey, I got a girlfriend. I'm out. You know, she's moving here, so I'm going there. Yeah, yeah I'm going back home. You know, <laughs> hey, I got a job out here, so I'm moving out there. Right. And yeah, it's it's weird how that two works. Of us, two of us left. It's different yeah, it's, how that I mean, kind of thing works, man. Like jobs take you other places and. Everybody kind of has their own lives they got to go about, so getting older kind of yep. blows. It does, but I still think it's crazy yes. about you and me, Gage. I, I don't want to talk about it. I would it. have never thought I'd be back here with this piece of shit person, I but I am here. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. Um, Joe, if you could if you could go back and change anything about your whole story, because it's a pretty cool one, um, do you think you'd go back and change anything at all? Like, would you go back and go someplace different than Vandy at a high would school? Would you have gone to Marshall? Would you, yeah. Would you have gone to Marshall out of the gate? Or, 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 like, is there anything that you could change about the way that you played the game? Anything? No, I mean, I, I like to think I, you know, here, here comes the, you know, I forget what, whatever the word is. I like to think I left it all out there. Uh, I, okay. wish, I wish my senior I wish, like, the last year we were – we were pretty stacked. Like we had like a full, you know, senior team, and we were like, "Yeah, this this is the year. This is the year." Rolling to the tournament, like everyone's hot. You know, we had like our three, four, five, six are all hit, or one, two, three, four, five, six are all hitting over three hundred. I think we were supposed to play each and, other that year too. Yeah, if we'd have gotten to the, if we'd have won our tournament, yeah. we would have uh, we'd have been in your bracket. I think we would have played. We just you guys played, played them in regionals. I think so. Yeah. Wow. We, we had like a, we just had like a heartbreaking tournament. Like we played William and Mary in the opener, and they pitched some like soft tossing lefty who just shut us down. We couldn't score a run. It goes into like 15 innings. We end up like our our leadoff hitter bunts gets on wild throw. He's on third with nobody out, and it overthrows third. So we send him home, and he gets hosed at home. Oh and my it was God. just like, oh, That's that would have set us up for just like 
success in that whole tournament. The next day, turned around, play at 10 a.m., got back to the hotel at 2. Wow. Took another L, and, and that was it. That was all she wrote. That is a tough win. Yeah. But overall, overall though, you're happy with your choices. You're happy with where you end up. And yeah, very happy. Good, very man. happy. Good man. So the last question I got for you is, uh, if you could give any advice to to high school athletes that are looking to play collegiate baseball, um, what, what advice would you give them from recruiting or from when they get on campus, things that they should probably do to be successful, um, and even workout stuff they should do in the off season or preparing to go to college. I always tell people, go where you're wanted. Go where you're wanted the most. You know, if you've got, you know, six offers and the one offer is like 100%, the guys are really bought into you. I I, I would say, I always tell people, go there. Because that's where you're going to get the most love. And they've got a bunch invested in you. So why would you not pick the place that wants you the most? Yeah. I mean, and I understand, like, you get, a, you get an offer like Vanderbilt and you're like, oh, man, that's nuts. But. At the same time, like they've got ten guys coming in that are just as good as you, if not better. And I and you have to outshine. Yeah. You have to outshine ten guys as opposed to going into like somewhere else where you may have to only outshine one or two. Right. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, man, you got to be real with who you are as a ball player. Like, where's your yeah. talent level at, and where do you fit in the most? Like, if you're five eight and you're hitting two fifty in high school, like you're probably not going to be a Florida or an LSU guy. You know, it. You got to be. No. You gotta. You got to be realistic. So uh, I think that, yeah. that definitely plays a big part. Um, so I got a few more questions for you, real quick. What are you doing now? And get, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Right now, I have a job that's about 30 minutes from uh, Charleston. It's in a place called like Goose Creek. It's kind of the outskirts of Charleston. And uh, I sell modified shipping containers. So like if you uh, like the ones you see at construction sites yep. with uh, like the AC units and the doors and, you know, where like the site manager will sit in. Gotcha. And so you're in sales, which is a whole lot of no's. It's a whole lot of get out of here and get out of my faces. Um, how do you feel that baseball has prepared you for life outside of athletics? Because, you know, we've had quite a few guys on the podcast so far, and all of them are playing pro ball right now, so they don't have like that, um, I'm done playing ball, now it's time to use my skills to go and do real-life stuff, whereas you have a different perspective. So how has baseball prepared you for what you're doing now? So I'm your first unsuccessful college baseball player. Yeah, you're the first sucky you player we've the interviewed. First so. one that's not playing <laughs> that, hurts, that hurts, Gage. No wonder you wanted me on so bad. I thought we were waiting uh, so late. We got to rack them up first. Yeah, I had to. We had to get, get the real the, people we had first. We get the good guys first, and then we we're gonna bring you on. Yeah, I, pr- I appreciate it. I appreciate all the love and support over there from over there from Florida. Uh, so well, the way I always looked at sales and, you know, any job is you're usually going to have to kiss somebody's ass if you want to, you know, move up the ladder or make a sale. Sure. And a lot of times, how many times did you laugh at a joke that your coach told? Because, hey, maybe he'll start me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, coach. Oh, my God. That's oh, yeah. so spot it's just on. Like, that's the truest just like thing in I've sales, heard. you know, you hear, you hear these guys talking. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I caught a fish last week in the – in the ocean, it was big. <laughs> just, like, yeah, just to get on the good side. Sniper. Yeah, you know, you just you just kiss ass and you blow smoke, and that's pretty much what you did as a college player for the most part, trying to get PT. 
that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, it's a, it's agree a, more. It's a funny way of looking at it. It's a different perspective, but you're 100% right. Could, I, I couldn't agree more. No matter yeah. what guy says it to you, everybody has done it. It is. Every single person will yeah. do it and do it at some point. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, um, and then my last, uh, last question I got. Um, so one of the, one of the biggest, I guess, problems right now in the young sports world is early specification. So high school players are, or not even high school, you're starting to specify into one sport really super early. So you got 10 year olds that aren't playing any other sports and they're playing baseball all year round in particular in Florida. But, yeah. you know, how do you feel about that? Cause earlier you were saying that you were bigger and you were stronger than a lot of the incoming guys because you had played football, you had played basketball. So how do you feel about specifying to a sport early when if you played all the other sports, you could still end up at a place like Vanderbilt like you did? I just don't understand. Like my sister only played college basketball or only played basketball growing up. And shocker, she burned out. Right. You know, she just didn't like it anymore. And it's hard to like say – you don't like it anymore? Well, yeah, I don't like it anymore. I've played it for the last, you know, 16 years. Right. Uh, but just the fact that, you know, people are only playing one sport when you can get, you know, I was a quarterback and I, I was a receiver and I like to think that, you know, I got good at tracking balls down because I would go catch passes. Sure. Or yeah. I learned I learned routes because I was trying to get a defender off me and I had to break away from a certain route or do something different just to go get a ball. And just all around athleticism you get from playing like my feet are awful. I wish I'd have played <laughs> soccer at some point in my career. But like my I mean, I I could track some balls down, but my first three steps, if they ever broke those down, they'd be like, he took seven steps before he moved three feet. <laughs> but that shows how, how much all sports kind of intertwine with each other and how it can be related all, for us, baseball. Like, I mean, he just mentioned soccer. You just mentioned soccer as in, I wish I played that so I was better with my feet. Uh, football, catching passes, like things like that, it all intertwines to, to being a multi-sport athlete can have success in so many other sports and in your life. I just thought it was yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, we had Dupree Hart, who was like Mr. Baseball and Mr. Football. And he was like the best athlete I've still have probably have ever seen. You know, he could throw a ball 50 yards from his knees, and he's five, you know, four. Jesus oh, Christ. who's this? Like, the, so the dude, I mean, he. I yeah, got a chance is what you're 30. saying? No. He's, he's 30. Well, like he wasn't 600 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, yep, Swids is getting a gut on him. Love that. Whoa, whoa. 600 pounds. <laughs> what did he tell you? He read you? the bio. He must have heard you're getting thick. That's all I'm saying. Jesus Christ. He read you're the bio. I'm just saying. He you're read the bio. There's nothing wrong with getting <laughs> thick and fluffy now. Hey, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm fluffy, but I'm like a buck 65 of just straight brewski and and Slim Jims. <laughs> Brew and Slim Jims. That's the Swiderski diet right there. But anyways, but yeah, Joe. That's how he got good. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's exactly I'll how it got good. Well, Joe, man, we really appreciate your calling and uh, thanks for being on and talking to us. It was uh, it was a whole lot of fun, and uh, I just really appreciate you getting on there and giving me a call. I well, appreciate you having me, guys. Yeah, buddy. All right, Joe. Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. Swiderski, lay off the slim gyms. All right. Uh, so, so you're saying I can stick to the beer? <laughs> uh, I 
that's probably probably go to like wine or some type of vodka would be my, uh, uh, be my that's advice. That's tough. I tell you what, if I ever need a shipping container, I'll give you a shout. All right. <laughs> You know what? I appreciate that. The commission on those isn't that bad. So. I would imagine. That'll be so. our new I'd podcast studio. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Joe. Well, I love you, brother. I'll talk to you later, my man. All right, guys. Love you guys. Later. See you, Joe. That was Joey Mundy here on Rally Cap No S Podcast. No S. Um, had a lot of fun interviewing him. Grew up with him, so that one was a little bit, a uh, little different, just because I've I've been around him since I could walk. Um, yeah, apparently you told him just absurd things about me that I'm short and fat. I, just, I got it from so the for stats. any people who haven't seen me Bill, who are listening, damn it, Bill. Yep. So I'm not 600 pounds. I'm a buck 60, soaking wet, if I might add, <laughs> maybe soaking wet with beer, <laughs> but I am not 600 pounds. Yeah. Well, anyways, Joey was awesome. You know, his story was cool. Goes to Vanderbilt was real with himself understands like hey this place isn't for me this isn't where i'm going to get the most exposure the most playing time ends up transferring to college of charleston um and then has a good career and one of the cool things about him is he's not a pro guy um he and he didn't get drafted out of college so he explains what it's like to get a job after you're done being an athlete which is which is really cool he made some great points he's a funny dude um, and now and he's, he's just been through a lot. Like right. if you think like those those years at College of Charleston, like he went through a scandal. He yeah. went through different head coaches. Like he has been through probably the most amount you could go through as a college athlete at any school. And he still came out on top. And he still came. Speaking out of coming out on top, you know what's great? What deviate existence? They're coming out on top. The cream is rising, and that's what's great about who we're sponsored by. Deviate existence has some of the best hats, some of the best shirts, and one of the best cups that I've ever used. It is by far the best cup It keeps I've used. the hot stuff hot. It keeps the cold stuff it cold. It keeps the cold stuff cold. And if you want to put food in there, it'd probably keep it good too. I haven't tried it yet, but I can't 100%. imagine it's not. No. You, you can, it's basically a safe. Like, you could throw your cup across the room, and it's not going to spill. It's not going to spill. It, it, what I want to add to that is they have these little holes up top. So the water flows much better than a Yeti cooler. It, it, it flows better than the Yeti. The lid is designed the way it's supposed to be. It and it's fantastic. I, I think it's because they look out for the normal dude. They look out for the normal dude who's chasing that dream. Amen. Amen. So, so you, go oh, ahead. Whoa, wow. Whoa, me? You? Yeah, I want you to do okay, it. Okay, so with that being said, use the promo code we're about to give you right here at DV8X. Dot org. This promo code is the rallycat 15 T H E R A L L Y C A P. The number one. Engage, can you guess the last number? I'm gonna guess it's a five. It's a five. The number the five. Number the five. rallycat 15. Use that promo code at DVAX. That's DV the number eight X dot org. Thank y'all for listening. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. That was Joey Mundy. Thanks. <laughs>